of Hope is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses with a mission of transforming the future of healthcare by turning science into a practical benefit. Hope into reality. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. Barrett's esophagus can be a serious complication of GERD and can lead to esophageal cancer. My guest today is Dr. James Lynn. He's highly experienced in the field of endoscopic ultrasound at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lynn. So tell us a little bit about Barrett's esophagus. What is it and how does it relate to GERD? Well, Barrett's esophagus is a condition where the uh, normal cells in the lining of the distal esophagus are replaced by a different type of cell. It almost looks like intestinal cells. And this process usually occurs uh, as a result of um, repetitive damage to the distal esophagus from uh, long-standing acid reflux or gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD. And um, this repetitive exposure to the acid damages lining of the uh, esophagus and you get a change in the lining from a squamous mucosa of the normal esophagus to a um, columnar epithelium where uh, the cells look more uh, intestinal-like. Okay, so what is that relationship between Barrett's esophagus and cancer? If we hear about these precancerous lesions or you've got reflux disease, what is that link? What is that link? So, like we... Uh, discuss Barrett's esophagus. The uh, in the esophagus, the um, it's squamous epithelium, and when you get chronic acid damage from GERD, the lining changes. It becomes uh, metaplastic, and it turns into this uh, columnar epithelium. And um, it's uh, this change to the columnar epithelium that uh, predisposes to uh, uh, cancer. The uh, lining can uh, progress to a thing called dysplasia. And um, there's a progression of dysplasia from low-grade dysplasia to high-grade dysplasia to cancer. Wow. So what can people do about it, and how is it diagnosed? You do endoscopic ultrasound. So what are you looking for? Well, the first thing to diagnose the esophagus is you have to get a upper endoscopy. Um, this is a procedure where we do where we put a flexible camera down into the esophagus, and we look for these changes in the lining and we do biopsies to confirm whether there's Barrett's esophagus or not. So that would be the uh, first step. And then what do you do after that? Well, it, um, if it's just uh, Barrett's esophagus um, with no evidence of dysplasia, then we do a surveillance where we would do an endoscopy every three to five years um, to check up and see if there's any new changes. But if we do the endoscopy and we actually discover dysplasia, uh, low-grade or high-grade dysplasia, then um, we need to talk about how we're going to manage this. So who's most at risk? If these, you know, if it's people that just have the gastroesophageal reflux disease, or is there other things that contribute? Coffee drinking, spicy foods, any of these things contribute to Barrett's esophagus? Yes. Uh, well, the main thing is the chronic acid reflux, the GERD. Uh, other risk factors for uh, Barrett's esophagus include uh, older age, uh, greater than 50. Um, it's more common in males. Uh, it's a two-to-one male-to-female ratio. Uh, Caucasians are at more risk of developing compared to other ethnicities. Um, it's, uh, obesity and uh, also having a hiatal hernia. Um, which predisposes to having more reflux symptoms. 
these are the risk factors for uh, Barrett's. And how often should somebody who has these precancerous lesions or Barrett's or you think that they're a risk for Barrett's, how often should they have an endoscopy? Um, so once the diagnosis of Barrett's is established, um, what we want to know is if there's any dysplasia. If there's no dysplasia, then the recommendation is to have uh, upper endoscopy every uh, three to five years um, for checkup. But if you have a low-grade dysplasia, um, it's already has in precancerous changes, then the recommendation is to have an endoscopy either 6 to 12 months. Or if you have high-grade dysplasia, um, once this is established that you have high-grade dysplasia, then we really talk about treatment. Um, but if treatment is not an option, then we do uh, surveillance every three months for the endoscopy. And before we talk about treatment, Dr. Lin, do you see that like colonoscopy, which is now covered under insurance as a well thing to prevent colon cancer, that endoscopy will now be something that can help prevent esophageal cancer if caught early enough and that might be something that's also considered under insurance? Um, that's a great question. Um, once you have a Barrett, or established the diagnosis of Barrett's esophagus, I think the screening and uh, surveillance is uh, indicated and covered. Uh, the question becomes, should everyone who has acid reflux be screened for Barrett's esophagus? Um, that question's still uh, up to debate, and um, right now it's, um, you know, managing the chronic acid reflux. We would try medications first, um, and then if symptoms don't... Um, improve, then we talk about doing an upper endoscopy for further evaluation. What kind of treatments do you do? You try and manage the acid reflux. If yep. someone doesn't even know that they have acid reflux, that could be going on silently for quite a long time. What do you do besides managing, you know, the acid reflux? Is there something to calm the esophagus? Is there something to help heal those lesions? Um. The main form of uh, treatment for baristophagus is aggressive control of the uh, reflux symptoms. Um, a lot of the times with the uh, baristophagus is um, once you have the changing of the lining uh, from a squamous to a columnar epithelium, uh, the columnar epithelium is more uh, resistant to the uh, acid in the stomach, and uh, that's why you may not feel it as much as before. So that's one of the uh, challenges. A lot of people with Barrett's is, you know, they may tell you that they don't even have reflux symptoms. So then what other things can you do? Other things that you can do, it's really a lot of uh, behavior and lifestyle modifications. So certain foods can uh, actually cause worsening of the reflux. Uh, coffee, tea, chocolate, alcohol, fatty foods can uh, make the uh, acid reflux worse. So uh, diet and lifestyle modification is a huge part of the uh, um treatment for the uh, the reflux. Dr. Lin, in just the last few minutes, please give the listeners your very best advice about people suffering from GERD that risk for Barrett's esophagus and what you really want them to know about Barrett's esophagus and its link to cancer and why they should come to City of Hope for their ultrasound and endoscopies. Well, like, uh, Barrett's esophagus is a precancerous condition of the esophagus. Um, most patients with uh, Barrett's esophagus will not progress to esophageal cancer, but if you develop a condition called dysplasia, which is a precancerous change, then 
um, you're progressing towards uh, esophageal cancer. And that you need um, more of a workup, and uh, there's a lot of different treatment options for uh, dysplasia. Uh, one of the treatment options, uh, the new thing that we have at City Hope, is uh, uh, radio frequency uh, ablation. Uh, radio frequency uh, ablation is a uh, treatment where it's essentially uh, a thermal type ablation of the tissue. So we destroy the uh, barrett esophagus and allow it to heal, and you get a new uh, squamous lining, and um, it treats the uh, barrett esophagus with dysplasia. So this radio frequency ablation treatment um, currently it's uh, indicated for patients with uh, high grade dysplasia. So there are uh, treatment options for uh, patients who do have Barrett's esophagus with dysplasia. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for such great information. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.